If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I know everyone is going to think this is fake, but trust me when I say this is an actual situation I'm going through. So for explanation, I have been collecting Funko Pops since way before I even met my wife. Buying Funko Pops started off as just a small interest, but quickly became a passion of mine. I bought my first Funko Pop six years ago, and since then, I've stocked up thousands of these figures. So now about my relationship with my wife. Two years ago, I met my soon-to-be wife. From the very beginning of the relationship, she was well aware of my Funko Pop collection and was well aware that at the time I was spending a few hundred bucks monthly in order to keep expanding my collection. She was perfectly fine with this, by the way. In fact, she would buy me Funko Pops for my birthday and Christmas. However, a week ago, we got in a huge fight over my spending on Funko Pops. I will admit these past few months, I've been dropping about $500 monthly on Funko figures, but in my opinion, it was not financially tanking, considering me and my wife have pretty decent jobs. I don't want to state what those jobs are for privacy reasons. Anyways, she was telling me I needed to stop the Funko Pop collecting for a long time, or at least cut down on Funko spending to three Funko Pops per month. In my opinion, that is so ridiculous, considering how limited I would have to be in my choice of Funko Pops. I tried to explain to her how much I enjoyed collecting these figures and how much it means to me. She then started yelling at me that we were going to go into debt because of the amount of money I was spending on Funko Pops. I stated to her how she was completely overreacting and there's no way we could possibly go into debt from this. After some more screaming, she locked herself in our room and I had to sleep on the couch that night. I really did not feel bad at all because I knew she was overreacting. When I woke up in the morning, she told me she was going to go stay at her sister's house until we could sort things out. I honestly just couldn't believe she was going so far with this. I tried my best to convince her to stay. 
but she kept saying that I need to stop collecting Funkos for a long time. This isn't an option for me because, again, she's completely overreacting and it is in no way affecting us financially. A few days go by and I get a call from her. She tells me I either need, I need to choose either stop the Funko Pop collecting or we're getting a divorce. I started telling her how ridiculous she was being because she obviously is being ridiculous. After two years, she was willing to throw away our marriage over my passion. She was pretty much sobbing at this point. I finally just told her that I'm not going to let her get in the way of my passion. Still haven't gotten the divorce papers, but I'm expecting them soon. This is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. Oh, man. Oh, God. Okay. It got so dark at the end. That's so dark. It's really dark. Oh, my God. And so, Patrick, for context, this is uh, is an Am I the Asshole? This is an Am I the Asshole, yes. This is not you telling us about your secret wife and your secret Funko Pop collection, which would be crazy because (laughs) you've come out on record as not being into Funkos. Yeah, pretending for years to hate Funkos. Mm -hmm. Lady Doc protects too much. That's a stance I will maintain in this conversation as well. As will I. (laughs) I Oh, God. But replace it with anything. It's still like $500 a month during pandemic. And when your (laughs) wife tells you like, I guess that's the part where it's like, somebody is confused. Yes. Because if one person who in a partnership says that the $500 a month you're spending is putting us in debt, and the other person says we have lots of money, someone is, someone's factually inaccurate. <laughs> I, I feel like if, if the gentleman here were factually inaccurate, he would back it up with receipts, right? He would say, right. we're spending $500 a month on Funko Pops, but it's okay because after you know uh, paying our mortgage and groceries, we've got this much disposable income. And like, it's, you know, like if, if he could bring like evidence that mm-hmm. it is not financially ruinous to them, then we can talk about it. But yeah. he's just like, in my opinion... Yeah, right, that's the right, other right. thing. It's like, because we know that this man is a fastidious man because mm. a person that like obsessively collects Funkos. Yes. Or whatever. Thousands. Is, yeah, is, 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 is capable of cataloging. Mm-hmm. Organization, so, shelf space. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think like he is purposely being like, like, we know that he is not a stranger to being detail oriented. Right. So like the fact that he like is being vague about why it's f- financially okay. I'm like question marks. I wonder if in his mental budget, he is treating $500 a month, um, which is $6,000 a year on Funko Pops as a fixed cost. I like, think so. in his budget, it's like next to like rent, utility, yeah, food, right, phone yeah. bill. I think he yeah. did suggest that five hundred dollars in one month is a bit of an anomaly. So, oh, um, okay, sorry, I apologize. But but yes, I think but, he's he has got I a mean, line in his spreadsheet 
specifically for yes. Funko Pops. How much is also one looking Funko at the Pop? average cost of a Funko Pop here. It and varies on what you're yes. getting. So it, it can vary from like $9 to like the Chucky one, for example, it's $25. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if we're saying that all of them are $25, mm-hmm. I would assume so... he's getting like the London Comic Con limited edition one from eBay too. Okay. Which I, right. I sold my special Comic Con Conan one for $60. So even then, though, that's still, okay, let's say $50. Mm-hmm. That's still 50, at least 10 Funko Pops. 10 Funko Pops? A month? One yeah, every three so... days? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's also, he he does say thousands, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he's- Thousands of Funko Pops that you need a house- for your Funko Pops. Yeah. That's not like, I, that's not even just one collection room. And here's the other thing, right? You don't do everything in a vacuum. He's not like just like everything else in his life yes. is non-Funko Pop related. And then like for five minutes, he goes on eBay and like puts in a bunch of bids and then leaves mm-hmm. it alone. He mm-hmm. probably talks about Funko Pops nonstop. He probably like needs time to like shop for there's a million things that are not just money that are also contributing to this and honestly when he's like oh she didn't mind it at first here's what i think happened i think she was like oh that's kind of cute and then maybe she was like in honeymoon phase and then she was talking to her friends and they were like i'm sorry this man has how many funko pops Mm -hmm. how much time does he spend with you the the emotional fatigue of yes <laughs> of something like this like just because you're okay with something one year doesn't mean you have to be okay with it the next year you can always change your mind yeah um i oh this is awful he sounds uh horrible um yeah he does sound horrible but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt as like a passionate and occasionally obsessive person you know like we all have those tendencies. But clearly, he's acting and sounding like a fucking addict right now. Like he sounds like a horse. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Right. He is a hundred percent acting. Funko Funko Pops was his addiction, mm-hmm. and he is like his unwillingness to talk about it in a reasonable way with his wife just makes me feel like. Also, I don't know if I believe all the everything he's saying. No, not mm-hmm. not at all. Thing like I think he's. I think. Whether it's like he's lying about how much money he makes or he's not like, are we going to find out they also have a sick kid? Like, I'm just like, I don't believe him. Like, yeah, because, yes, if we were talking about a thing that was completely financially like, okay, your wife probably wouldn't care. But honestly, thousands of anything. Mm. That's that's an obsession. That's not just a collection. Yeah. Yeah. And I also don't believe because he kind of like makes it seem like it was like out of nowhere that she's like, you can't do this. Yeah. But there's I no way that's the case. You, yes. Yeah. I guarantee you that it started with her being like, oh, you're buying more. And then him being like, yeah, I love my Funkos. And she's like, oh, OK, cool, cool. Yeah. um, Cool. Uh, And then <laughs> it probably like. Like I, I guarantee you, she probably didn't, wasn't great at communicating her displeasure with it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was a little passive aggressive. Who knows? But I think she probably mentioned something to him before 
she was giving him an ultimatum when he seems to be like, well, she got mad and then left and then gave me an ultimatum. I think she probably told her sister about everything that was happening in this fucking house. And the sister was like, you need to leave this man. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, also, if she's the, the whole thing too is like, it's clear that he's not listening to her on a regular basis, right? Like no. him, him being blindsided by her, not liking the Funko pops is not the first time that he has not heard her when she's clearly expressed herself. Yes. Damn. That's some real shit. Honestly, I wish the best for her. I hope yeah. she yeah. find someone else. Sometimes it's really it's, hard to find the words. Like your feelings are like want to burst out of you, but it's hard to like, you know, yeah, talk it out. Sometimes it helps if you like sing a song. We're doing musical ships today. That was masterful, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You'd really you'd <laughs> very really nicely done. Hey, thanks. <laughs> um, and we're doing it because uh, Hamilton's on Disney Plus now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I think it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I think it'll be <laughs> fun to watch. It. Is yeah, it um is it like a recording of a, a live production? Yeah, they have the whole original cast um and they shot it, you know, accord I mean they've been talking it up, but did like a ton of different cameras and angles and cut it so that it would create a real uh viewing experience. So it's not yeah. just like a static camera. You know, from one of the seats in the theater, they did yeah, the yeah, whole thing. and we'll it's, it's not a I mezzanine shot. I would feel like shot. it's probably s- <laughs> no. I would feel it's like it's probably similar to like the um, like Albert Hall, Royal Albert Hall versions of stuff that often get mm-hmm. filmed. Like, like it look, it'll probably look good and not like some bootleg, not like the bootleg of the 2012 <laughs> Carrie revival that I watched. Yeah, <laughs> or like I don't dark. know if you've ever, yeah. and I know. Harry Potter is out of uh, favor, but like if you ever watched the Harry Potter musical, oh, Cursed Child, there's a Harry Potter yeah. musical, yeah, Cursed Child. Wait, no, 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 Cursed Child no, isn't a that's musical, not right? a musical. Oh, it's not uh, a musical; it's a play. Kelly. Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> the one. At first, I thought you were saying a a nickname that you had for Darren Chris that I didn't know. That's funny. I thought, I thought you were calling him like Chris Child, and I was like, okay, that's what Kelly calls Darren Chris. I forgot about, um, the, about the Darren Chris thing. Yes. Uh, I think it was called what a was very it? Harry Potter musical or something, you know, nothing. <laughs> Susical, the Harry Potter musical. A very yeah, Potter musical, yeah. Yes, and it's like it, it, a bunch of students at University of Michigan wrote it and performed it. Uh, it is as janky as... Uh, recording i mean yeah. i'm sure it was fun if you were there but like i spent way too many it's, hours of my life watching that on youtube it's like hey shout out to university of michigan theater department your shit's broke as hell <laughs> but hey if i was there i probably would have dug it yeah um, but no i assume it's gonna be it was gonna be in the theaters um and then uh there was a pandemic so they said hey let's put it on disney plus Listen, uh, that'll be a great way for me to actually see this musical because the only other time I've ever no. seen it was um, right after I broke up with someone after five years. And then um, this really weird dude that had a crush on me invited me over and asked if I wanted to watch the bootleg of Hamilton. And let me tell you, a dark part of my life. Very dark. Uh, <laughs> I did have to leave because it was just too depressing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The second act gets really dark. I don't think that's what she meant. <laughs> uh, the fact that the camera was hidden when the uh, ushers would walk by. I love that. Really just <laughs> oh, really demented, so truly demented, truly dark moment. There's no reason to like 
I get that you want, but like, there's no reason to to watch a bootleg. It's for of, the people, Mogi. No, but like, like the I'm quality. a people. It's not great. <laughs> like, truly, would, you lose. It's a you had to be there. Musicals yes. more than ever. <laughs> Though a cast album sometimes can help because you can just like kind of close your eyes oh, and imagine. Sure. And to be fair, Hamilton, because it, there's very little dialogue in it, mm-hmm. I feel like I pretty much know it. <laughs> well, and like because a cast album, the qu- the sound quality. Oh yeah, they do it. Someone's mm-hmm. iPhone four. Studio. Yeah, no, it's true. So wait, I'm when, sorry that this dark thing happened. To what, you, Kelly. When the when the camera would be hidden, so that like when the usher came by, does that mean there would also be like the rustling on the microphone too? Yeah, it was just facing down. Amazing, I love it. So and then good. sometimes it was like. They were trying to hide it, like with their hand, so their hand would cover part of it. I, this also happened t- during the Carrie 2012 version. However, the Carrie 2012 version bootleg that I watched was very funny to me because the person filming it took like editorial choices and like sometimes zoomed in <laughs> on people. <laughs> very funny. Amazing. But we're doing musicals. Yeah. Musical ships. Does anyone have yep. a musical ship they would like to share? I have one. Go. Okay. So, uh, for my ship, I would like to take you back to the 1960s. Cool. Um, let me know when you're there. I'm there. Uh, I'm there. Yep. So, my I mean, ship. The 60s are, what's that? Are I'm you, in like 63. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I think like 60. I think maybe even like 61. Like, uh, okay. Ed Sullivan kind of straight skinny suit kind of vibe. Love okay. it. My ships come from the movie That Thing You Do. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, and I would like to see a world. I think this takes place after the movie. So, like, the band breaks up and Guy, you know, starts his career as a session musician. He's no longer with Playtown. But Mr. White, the uh, talent manager from Playtown... I'd like him to find his way into the bar where Guy got really drunk in that scene and got hit on mm-hmm. by Marguerite. Because I think that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson would have some real chemistry if we got those <laughs> characters together. Yeah, that's good. Because I always feel like in Sleepless in Seattle, they're totally being cocked blocked by her husband in that movie. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Rita's right there, Tom. You, you don't have to worry about her. Meg Just Ryan. give her a chance. <laughs> no, but I'm like, so. No, I like that. Like, he's in there. But he's he doing his cool thing. Gay? What's that? Isn't that a thing? Oh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, I but I never picked up on it. Okay. Oh. Or it could be like a fic I read or something. I will admit. Um, <laughs> but in my head, canon. But I'll make an exception for Marguerite. I like this. I okay. like. Is this like. Do we feel. Is this a part of the That Thing You Do story or is this a whole new. Do they well, have like a whole new storyline? No. So it's post. Like the Oneaters are done they're no longer mm-hmm. you know part of his uh stable so he's there having drinks with say like another client or he's like scouting some you know musician who's playing at the lounge that night um you know doing whatever having a few drinks but i like to think that you know marguerite she's doing her thing really good service flirting with him he's enjoying it being coy and cool like he does and then 
as like a special treat, the house band is like, hey, and now we're going to bring everybody's favorite waitress up. And Marguerite like sings this beautiful, haunting ballad that just like strikes him to his bones. (laughs) And he like, he just instantly falls in love with her. And he's like, I can record an album with this woman. I like have to be part of her life. I got to like, you know, and that's the sequel. Him like trying to. Is is Marguerite a musician or is she just like a scenester? She's a she's a waitress. She's not even a scenester, but that's she's it's the hidden gem you see. Mm, okay. She gets up and she sings because it's just like a fun thing she does working at the club from time to time. And he's like, No, we're gonna record a record. But Playtown's like, no way are we recording a record it's with like Playtone, a forty year old, right? Is it? Yep. Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. All right. Yeah. Playtone. Uh, it, yeah, it's also his production company that's yeah, Tom Hanks' production company is Playtone Production. Oh, it is? Yeah. Which one came first? I believe the movie. Okay. But Playtone's is cool. Any other, I, any other notes? <laughs> no, it's just a tr- piece of trivia. Would you rather me not say it? I don't no. know. Here's the thing. It's better that we say it than, like, you know, the internet. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think Colin would have preferred to us let the internet handle that one. The internet can be mean, though. We can be mean, too. That's true. We have been mean. (laughs) (laughs) That poor, poor Funko Pop man. (laughs) I hope hope he figures some things out. Thoughts and prayers, man. I don't know. You could spend $500 a month on, like, couples therapy, too. Yeah. There you go. That's that's an option. But anyway, that's my my musical ship. Great. That's cute. I like them together. And it's bordering on a real person fic, so. <laughs> that's, that's just a happy coincidence. <laughs> I know you guys don't like it when I do those, so I, I found a workaround. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> uh, does anyone else have one? I do. So, um, in this is a movie musical that I don't think has ever been on stage in any way. Um, but I think song for song maybe has the best batting average of any Disney movie musical. Mm. What? Now, I'm not counting scores because I know there's some great non-singing stuff in Disney. But I, these are like lyri- songs with lyrics. I think this certainly of its era, song for song, because it doesn't have that many okay. songs. That's where it does well. And it's a movie called A Goofy Movie. <laughs> oh my All the God. songs are hits. Every song, boom, boom, boom. Partially because they don't. There's no. It's all killer, no filler. That's right. Um, <laughs> and I think the two characters I mentioned maybe don't even have lines in the songs. <laughs> um, they in fact only really like they each have their roles, but then they have like one moment of like potential romantic attraction. And I always really liked it, and that is uh, Bobby and Stacy from a goofy movie so stacy is played by jenna von oy um and is best friends uh with roxanne who is uh the is max's love interest and is like the main girl but her best friend is like student council president as very nerdy but is also essentially six from blossom because she's played by jenna von oy um and wears big hats with flowers on them 
And then <laughs> there's also Bobby, who is played by Polly Shore, who is essentially the Polly Shore type, who is mm-hmm. Max's kind of Max's only real friend. Um, oh, what yeah. about PJ? PJ is not a real friend. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Very clear PJ's, on that point. Yes, PJ is a bad friend, and I know I'm bringing a lot of goof troop action into this into these feelings, but PJ. He is weak-willed. Like, here's the thing. PJ could grow up to be a man who is capable of being a good friend, but PJ the boy is a bad friend. Oh, my he God. Is, PJ he the lets boy. himself... He, PJ sucks. He's like... He buys into his dad's bullshit. He doesn't treat Max very well. He he is weak-willed and has no heart. Like, <laughs> two thumbs down on PJ. Like, he really is not a good friend. Oh, um, my God. But Bobby is just like a good time boy. He helps Max do his amazing audiovisual presentation um, at the beginning of the movie. And at the end of the movie, he makes a leaning tower of Chisa and yeah. it spills. And then he and <laughs> Stacy have a moment as they l- lock eyes over the leaning tower of Chisa. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. So that's my ship. Love Dude, it. I like that. Thank you. It's a good side character ship. I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah. I do too. Uh, Kelly, do you have a musical ship? Yes, I do. Okay. So this is a little bit after the events of The King and I. Mm-hmm. Hey. Now, The King is dead from syphilis. He's gone. He's done. No more of him. Is that how that uh, play ends? Well, he's dying of some disease, but like it's syphilis hmm. if you look historically. Okay. So he's gone. He done. Anna Leon Owens, is that her last name? How it's pronounced? I don't know. Anyway, okay. she gets a letter, a mysterious letter. It's from a mystery benefactor mm. who's oh. like, I know that you like to give people glow ups personality wise. So come to this mysterious house on this island in Scotland. What? <laughs> come, just come to this place, and um, and it's very like the book Haunting of Hill House, where it's like Ooh. these people get these letters and they're like, oh my god, I have to like go and like it's gonna be this new life for me. So because Anna has like finished up, you know, she's like taught those thousands of children. Yeah. She's you know white saviored that in the entire nation of Siam. So she's got to move on. <laughs> she goes to this she so she gets on a on a buggy that gets on a boat that gets to this drops off to this island and she looks around and it's like oh this is like a really beautiful place it doesn't seem like anyone else is here now at the same time that she gets her letter someone else receives a nearly identical letter henry higgins has just finished mm. glowing up eliza doolittle Sure. He receives a letter that's like, you probably are um, really bored now because you finished your project, Eliza, and like, you know, you're in love with her, but whatever. She's gone. She's doing her own thing. So why don't you come to this island? I have a new project for you. Oh, also Anna's letter says that too. It says, I have a new project for you. And both of the letters say, but you can't tell them. They're very strong-willed, so you can't tell them that you're trying to like glow them up so this is so mysterious i love it so you need to you you need to just work your magic but they can't know that you're trying to make them better interesting so he gets on a boat 
that gets on a car that gets to <laughs> that go that drops him off at this mysterious beautiful mansion on an island in Scotland. <laughs> and the uh uh they each he he go he doesn't see anyone else. He comes into his bedroom. Some butler uh, actually shows up and is like, you need to go into your bedroom. And so he goes in his bedroom. He gets a little note that says, please report to dinner at uh, when the clock strikes six. So Come- it's got a bossy butler and a bossy uh, butler. Written, written instructions. <laughs> yeah, written instructions. A mysterious absent benefactor. Um, then the uh, they, he comes downstairs. And who is at the table but Anna? And he's like, oh, this must be my project. And when he sits down, she thinks to herself, this must be my project. And then throughout their stay there, they're trying to fix each other up. And then like at some point they realize like, oh, that they were trying to change me the whole time. And then they learn like how annoying it is to like be (laughs) fixed by another person. And then they end up, I don't know, maybe they sleep together a couple of times and then maybe they end up together. I don't know. They inherit the house because the whole goal was if you can spend a month there without leaving, I didn't think this part through, then (laughs) you can inherit the house. And the mysterious benefactor, they never find out who it is. And it was Eliza. It's Eliza. She's like, I want you to taste what you fucking put me through. Yeah. And she wants to live her life and she can't while he's in town. Because here's the thing. He's obsessed with her. He keeps showing up where she's where she is. He's like, bring me my slippers. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Go, go try to fix some other lady who doesn't need fixing. And then when she tries to go to the horse races on her own, who's there? Oh my god, he's there. Leave her yeah. alone. Yeah. So she, did he, did she always have this like mansion on an island in Scotland? Uh she inherited it. I don't oh, know. Okay, all right. Or like got it out of one of her suitors. Right. It's a uh, it's a long term lease. Oh, that's what it is. Hundred year yes. lease. She, as soon as he showed up, she started coming up with plays, uh, like plays to get him out of the country. And she's like, okay, uh, maybe I could just, I don't know, rent a castle in Scotland or something. <laughs> well, we're spitballing. No bad ideas at this point. Yes, yes. And then one of her friends is like, you could actually lease one of these things pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I love this for Henry Higgins because I, I do not love him as a romantic lead, romantic hero in my fair lady no so but the idea of him having to like because i think he is humbled in some ways by his experience with eliza but not enough not enough and he, he still doesn't humbling. see her as an equal he's just like wow right. that woman showed me whereas like he's never dealt with someone who's trying to do the stuff that he does so like they I, I don't know i wanted him to get a little of his own and also he needs someone more age appropriate totally. yeah she's a great Anne is a great fit for him because they both have their weird savior complexes mm-hmm. but they both need to like work on themselves mm-hmm. that's would, my ship it would also just be fun to see them like discover like slowly figure out like wait a minute are you coaching me yeah are you <laughs> coaching me <laughs> yeah and like every time, like at first, like when one of them tries to coach the other because they're trying to coach each other, like they don't see it. And like, so he'll be like, um, oh, like it would be good if you it would be good if you um, held your spoon like this. And she's like, oh, good idea. And like <laughs> is trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I this would that. be such a more interesting dynamic than 
either King and I or my fair lady. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything with two fixers, right? I mean, I think because it would usually end poorly. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which it still, it should. And that's yeah. fun too. Yeah. At least they had the moment. The mo. Or I think they would team up ultimately. They would turn that oh. place into like a oh. castle for wayward girls. Or they or just go to the They just, yeah, exactly. They deflect <laughs> each other's input to the point where the butler becomes the brunt of all of it. <laughs> yeah, they both decide to fix the butler. I think maybe yeah. they, oh, yeah. No. And then when, he, then when he hangs himself, he gets to haunt the castle for the rest of the he time. He haunts them. Wow. Oh, and then wow. they try to fix the ghost. It just this is now an Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, do you have a musical ship? Um, I do, uh, but I need to rewrite the end of Little Shop of Horrors to make it work. Okay, yeah, that's fine. It was it was due for one. So um, I always liked Audrey, um, even though like the the show treats her terribly, right? Like she's mm-hmm. with this uh, psychotic dentist who just wants to like cause harm. And then, like, he mysteriously disappears into the belly of a plant. Um, and then she's like, well, I guess then uh, I guess I'm in love with Seymour. And, like, her whole arc in that show is just about, like, settling for, like, the saddest, like, version of the American dream. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. She sings yeah. somewhere that's green before her boyfriend is killed. Yes. Yeah. She's our, her dream has been the suburban fantasy. But Forever, she doesn't. Yeah, it's not it's, even it's, like this, like the like idealized suburban fantasy, though. Like it's you know they're they're like watching TV and like falling asleep and like I don't know, like everything about her, everything about somewhere that's green has that like tinge of like, and this isn't even that good. Well, yeah, and but I mean, she's not alone in that. I no. will like fucking Rick Moranis Seymour. Yeah. His dreams are not that great either right no and i agree they want, I don't think they want she a should... simple life full of comforts i think that's really what they're after yeah or at least the they want I, I feel like for audrey she wants to live the fantasy that literally she sees on television and the thing mm. that they're being sold is shitty yes but, yes yeah and it's, yeah, and it's, it's to a, escape the yeah. even worse situation they're already in living on skid row yeah skid row yes. sucks yeah. guys um, and she doesn't even get to that because the plant eats her and she dies. Right. Well, yeah. Not depending movie, on which version, yeah. the Rick yeah. Moranis version, she does not die. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. I am actually more uh, familiar with the the stage version, which ends. But you're right. It's very sad. <laughs> she <laughs> dies in that. Yeah, Everyone she dies. Everyone dies. Yeah, and oh, I, I hate and the that. Plants, and I think sort of when you're in the audience, you feel like, yeah, I'm about to get eaten by a plant, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's like God. apocalypse. No, yeah, yeah the, the way the stage show sad. ends, it, it ends with there being Audrey twos shipped off to like every country in or every city in the world. And like the, the plants are coming for you. Everyone's going to die. And like the closing <laughs> song is about like the various cities that are falling to the plants. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, it's kind of about how you write like mm-hmm. consume. <laughs> isn't it like just totally like now? Yes. Like consumerism yep. is like completely prioritized over the health of people and like yep. uh, the poor are unfairly uh, used as like the first line of um, defense, basically. Yeah, man, we got to open up those restaurants. Yeah. Well, and in some ways, as much as like 
uh, both Seymour and Audrey's dreams are like commercialized inherently. Mm-hmm. Mm. Part of the downfall is that for both of them, or and Seymour doesn't know it. Like Audrey is already dreaming of time with C- like she's already yeah. dreaming of Seymour before he becomes a famous plant man. Yeah, yeah, she loves him before, so, like, but she's too but scared. She, she's scared, and he's not bold enough to like declare whatever. So like it's also there's a tragedy there too, right? Like he the things he thinks he needs to get what he wants. She thinks she needs like a nice uh Tupperware set and all of right. this like shit. But mm-hmm. like that's not what she needs. Like the person that she could make a life with is there for her, but neither of them are ready to like accept that without consumerist bullshit. They mm-hmm. get caught up in like well, yeah. stuff. Cuz he's and also he that way too. And they're yeah, both, he waits till he's famous. And they're yeah. both he's about murdered. to be blindsided by like a post-apocalyptic world that like isn't going to value any of the the shit that they've been fantasizing about either. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, oh man, here's okay. So, what are you cooking up for? Fix it. For that. Here's here's, here's <laughs> what here's what I'm cooking up. Um, so there, there's like a detective kind of like poking around trying to figure out mm-hmm. what happened to the dentist, right? <laughs> this detective's <laughs> name is Patrick Ellers. No, no, no. Um, <gasps> <laughs> oh my god, and like. <laughs> He just sees something in Audrey that no one has ever seen. He sees yeah. her heart. Yeah, no, 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 it's no, no, underneath no, no. her huge is- boobs, but he sees her heart. I love, I love this, and it is me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so uh, Audrey ends up uh, getting arrested, uh, and mm-hmm. this is where mm-hmm. I'm rewriting. Okay, okay. She okay. gets, she gets uh, arrested. There's a quick trial. She gets thrown in jail because people don't trust women when they're like, no, I don't, I, I don't know what happened to him. Right. 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 Um, so, uh, she gets kind of like shuttled around the prison system and this is still, well, uh, like Seymour is still, you know, raising Audrey too. And we're coming closer and closer to the end of the goddamn world as plants destroy everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and Audrey finds herself locked up at, uh, Cook, Cook County Correctional Facility. And this is when the plants take over and everyone is dying from plants who are eating them whole, except Mm -hmm. For the people who are locked up at Cook County, including Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly from Chicago. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the three of them form a uh, badass plant fighting team. Hell yeah. (gasps) That's cool. And uh, they they survive. They, you know, they they build a new society out of uh, Cook County Correctional and, uh, you know, live long, happy lives together. And their lives look nothing like the American dream that she thought she wanted. But the world even know would be green. green. And the world and would be green. it's very green. green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. because And the murderer's row is with them, too, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. And she would sing in all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really love that. And, Patrick, if you haven't seen the movie recently, you should watch it again. It's, it's very nothing but joy. I mean, I, I, I watched it uh, maybe like a, a year or so ago, but I, I just I've, I've seen the, the stage show and listened to the like original cast recording so much that like mm-hmm. that's just kind of replaced it for me, I guess. You've yeah. got your you've got your version. I got my. Yeah. version. The ha- but the happy ending isn't you get they go to the essentially the set of her of somewhere that's green. Mm-hmm. But a little Audrey, too, is growing in the front yard. So there's still like a wink at the end of sure the movie. yeah could, could it's see a very the, like uh, end looming. of X Files episode like uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. but yes. you get you know you get the two of them I think like you know vacuuming and mowing the lawn and like all they the get things. their dream yeah mm-hmm. but it's gonna be short lived 
it will be short lived. And also, I just need to shout out um, the cameo by uh, fuck, uh, fuck. Why am I not able to think of his name? Bill Murray, Jesus. Uh, yeah, of, of Bill Murray as the as the masochist, and his interactions with the dentist are so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so also uh, Christopher Guest is in that movie too. For he like, is. Uh, and his his like one line read is insane. It's so funny. It's so good. I love. Is it. he the strange and interesting plant guy? Yeah. 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 Really, really funny. Um, Colin, do we have any questions we can answer from Twitter? Um. Yes, in a way. Uh, so our old friend, uh, <laughs> in, in a way, we do. Um, our old friend Dodger sister uh, retweeted us a like scenario, um, and she says, uh, "This triple dips. This seems up your alley." Idky. I mean, am I wrong? I don't think so. So I thought it would be fun. Let's see. Is this up our alley? And uh, maybe we can tell her why she thinks it is. Um, so this comes from a wild thingy. Imagine falling in love with someone and then finding out they are your evil clone, except your evil clone thinks you're the evil clone. And so you murder them to shut them up and you've just killed the person you love. And now you're worried you really are the evil clone. Imagine that. I don't know if I follow. <laughs> well, so, so, okay, you fall in love with someone and then you find out that you yourself have an evil clone? No, no, no. Yes, it's, and then you argue about who is, which one of you is the evil one and then or, you murder them. Yeah, it's it's based on a premise that Ryan likes to reject that you fall in love with a clone with of your yourself. your own clone. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what... I, 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 I think... So, okay, so I think they missed a step in this premise because the first step in the premise is you fall in love with an identical copy of yourself. (laughs) They were trying to bury the lead so that you would like it. (laughs) Then you find out the copy is actually evil, which, I mean, I guess that's the thing is like, what is an evil clone? Is it just a clone that does makes different decisions? Are we all just, I mean, are we all just evil clones of each uh, other? Like, what is subjective? It's subjective, I mean, rather. But I guess, how do you find out that they're the evil clone? Because you already fell in love with your clone. Well, I mean, and then they pose the scenario, who's the evil one once you've done the murder? And then, like, that seems to me like, yeah, you're you're pushing your little evil meter to the left a little bit. Yeah, I guess, yes, I think that's always true, right? That's like the, that's the sad moment in the denouement of every evil clone movie. When you've killed the evil clone, you're right. Who is really evil? Mm-hmm. Sort of like anytime you defeat your, anytime you have to fight your enemy, you're going to be doing things that make you, you no longer can be, you know, righteously pure. Mm-hmm. Well, so what then at, at that point, do you just like accept your role as evil clone and then like go about trying to <laughs> like start wearing a mustache? <laughs> First yeah. Of all, I was yeah. Say, uh, darkest timeline. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's, it's is is this up our alley? Sort of. It, for sure, the scenario where you're fucking an identical copy of yourself—that's well-worn territory for us. Like, I feel like we got that down to a science. The answer is always yes. Um, well, and I also I think it's also kind of our our jam. At least the sadder of us, I think maybe <laughs> maybe Ryan wouldn't like this, but like you know the whole thing of like. 
oh my God, like I need to kill this person because they're evil. Oh no, by killing them, did, was I evil the whole time? Mm-hmm. That kind of, yeah. you know, just it is, sad. I think it's definitely up our alley. I guess I'm back to how do you know they're an evil clone? Because if you've already fallen in love with the clone of yourself, wouldn't you just try to win them back to the from the dark side? Me, yeah, or, maybe don't yeah. Lie to them. Okay, because you think they're the evil version. Like, yeah, they're maybe, actually, okay. evil actually. Let me reread murder. this passage because on second look, you are for sure the evil one. All right, this is hold on. What? The, I just read it again. I want to reread okay. this part of the passage because it's um, uh, it makes you look very evil. Um, except your evil clone thinks you're the evil clone. And so you murder them to shut them up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes, you're evil. Yeah, you're evil. Yeah, yeah you're the evil you're clone. Evil. Okay, so <laughs> what is it when you discover that you are the evil clone? Then you I think, yeah, do evil like shit. Like you said, we, yeah, you just commit yeah. to it. Yeah. It's Lean who you are. Evil. Be true to yourself. Yeah. And even if Go you're sad. Go at a restaurant without a mask on. Yeah. Um, Go yell at someone's face Funko in a Trader Pops. Joe's. Yep. Oh, my God. In your Bebe shirt. <laughs> hey guys two, two relationships. relationships hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.